Happy Saturday, Robert. Happy Saturday to you. Hung up is uh, probably one of, probably one of Madonna's top tens dancing songs. I think. I love it. It's uh, it's the disco kind of Madonna. Yeah. Is. I went to the Confessions tour eight times, I think. And, Ooh. Uh, uh, one of my last times, I was. Uh, she comes down. Well, supposedly, uh, there's a huge like ten foot disco ball that drops at the beginning. Uh, really? And then and it opens up and she's inside. So it, it's a big disco ball. Yeah. So it's one of the, it's one of, one of her good, she always has great tour openings, of course, but that one's pretty memorable. I wonder if you two got the idea from her. They did that as well. Although they did it twice, okay. but um, the disco ball. Oh no, they did it on the um, 2009 ish tour, 2010. Okay. But, uh, there's something about the disco ball that is just cool. Like whoever uses it, it just, yes. it looks awesome. Like if done no. right. And it's like, it's the right size for the arena. Um, maybe it's probably bigger than 10 feet. So at one point it's kind of spinning around. They have all the lights on it. So the whole arena is a, is a discotheque. Oh, that's so cool. So much yeah. fun. I like the story you shared before where Madonna was like with her dad taking pictures or something. And all the sisters are kind of, you know, taking a <laughs> photograph and Madonna's like posing because it's Madonna. Yeah, so she has to pose. <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all have that one sister? That <laughs> I'm that brother. That's like, yeah. hold on, we got to do it right. And it's like, it's yeah. a picture, Matthew. I don't know. It it always kills me because her. Uh, I, I can't imagine what it's like to have Madonna as your sibling. Um, what do and, you do? Yeah, and there you are, and you're cut offs uh, and and clothes from Coles, and there's Madonna, and who knows what she's wearing and stuff like that, but. It's a weird juxtaposition of worlds. Yeah, it's like Frank Stallone and Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) Kind of. Kind of. We've got a great show for you tonight. Uh, You're listening to Set Jetter Saturdays with, of course, the Set Jetter himself, Robert Patterson. Check him out on Instagram at the underscore Set Jetter, as well as his website, set-jetter.com. And it's a great, it'll be a great show tonight, but it's 1995 in movies, so take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) No, it's a good show. I feel like people should be more honest, though. Like, it's an okay show tonight. It's, I don't know. So when I was kind of looked through the list, I'm like, there's a lot. I've had a lot of favorite films in 95, but most of them are not on the top 10. But um, but mm-hmm. I do like to say, so ninety the films of 95 uh, kind of saved me a little bit. So I had a pretty traumatic experience in January of 95. And I kind of felt like uh, that spring and summer movies kind of helped me get back into my groove a little bit it's a good thing sometimes the movies are the soundtrack of our lives in the tent in the sense that they help us get through something at the time and i'll call out those movies as they come across today so yeah yeah it's true for me it was last of the mohicans i was 15 so of course my life was over (laughs) when i uh i went through i was dating this girl and i really liked her and she broke up with me and you get over it soon at that age but i was i was upset of course. And I went home and I watched The Last of the Mohicans and it, not so much the movie, but the music kind of like lifted up my spirits. And I was like, oh, everything's going to be okay. There's like a whole new world out there. So it's amazing how like different movies can kind of help you as a crutch get through certain times. Absolutely. I wanted to pitch this to you uh, before we get into the top. Uh, do they still hold up? 1995. I put together a surprise quiz for you, Robert. All right. Hold the applause, everybody. It's a, we're trying to keep this segment alive with the quiz. I know it's I know it's sprung, but I put together best out of seven. Uh, so these are 
lines from various movies from 1995 okay and made some a little easy a lot of them hard just to see if we could trump the maestro here all right i, I like, guess i don't right. have a choice all right <laughs> this is the last show robert's gonna do after this he's there's gonna be a lot of kind of busy washing the hair this weekend after yeah this like show. i'm busy yes um so seven questions and you have okay. one lifeline the lifeline is easy so if okay. you're really stuck in a jam use it all right 1995 movie line quiz number one robert is the ground it's all metal it's full of holes you know holy uh batman forever oh on the first yes. one <laughs> well it took me a while but uh, wow if, if you didn't add that last one that last it's holy i probably would not have got it but you're gonna win this that was I the one know. i thought you wouldn't get okay we'll okay see. number two by the way, uh, listeners, I'm not reading this as they're said in the movie. I'm just reading them. I obviously. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I just don't. There's always someone I know. in LA that's going to go. Just, you're just going to have a robot reading it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Downstairs, he takes us for two million, <laughs> and upstairs, he takes free soap, shampoo, and towels. The line is: Downstairs, <laughs> he takes us for two million, and upstairs, he takes us for free soap, shampoo, and towels. Casino. Yes. Okay. Yes, he is on it. Should have made these I'm, harder. And I'm keeping my hands up, so there's no. I'm not googling. Oh no, your honesty is yeah. never questioned, sir. Yeah. Number three, you know, you could poke somebody's eye out with that thing. You know, you could poke somebody's eye out with that thing. That I do not know. Would you like to use your okay. lifeline? yeah what is my how is the life is it asking you or what yeah no you just i just give you a very okay obviously okay clue the lifeline is the lead actor in this movie is arguably the most famous biggest comedian on the planet in the 90s so i guess ace ventura that is it sir okay which good because i've not seen that movie but you're missing i I knew it was a 95 movie but uh few remember (laughs) that film Number four on 1995 movie line quiz. The line is governments change. The lies stay the same. Because this is a little bit left field, I'm going to read it as it's said in the movie. Okay. Governments change. The lies stay the same. Is it a James Bond movie? (laughs) Sure as heck fire is. Uh, so that would uh, Goldeneye. Is That's that the ninety-five? Okay, Goldeneye. Close enough. Okay. Uh, so you're already you're winning. You've already won. You're best okay. out of seven. That was four. So you've won the game. But just to for oh, okay. completion, the yeah, last no. three. What's that? Completest. You're com- <laughs> completest. Yeah. This is a quiz. It's a quiz. Um, you and Simon ruin a perfectly good hangover. Die Hard three. Yes, sir. Or with the. Yeah, die, yeah, yeah, yeah. heard three. You and say the character's name. I, I can. Simon says. Simon, yeah. <laughs> uh, number six is. Every man dies. Not every man really lives. Ooh. Every man dies. Not every man really lives. That I don't know. I'll give you a hint. It's also the tagline of the movie. It must, it must not be one of my movies then. 
I don't think it I, is. I don't think it is. So it's what is? Bra- it's Braveheart. Not one of my movies, but okay. Noble effort. Um, and the last one is, with all due respect, sir, I believe this is going to be our finest hour. I'll give you a hint since you've already won the game. It okay. is in the top 10 gro- highest grossing films. I'm not going to look at the list. And the only ones left are Apollo 13, Toy Story, Pocahontas, Casper. How did Casper get on there? Crimson Tide and Waterworld. Uh, so probably Apollo 13. You're diddly darn right. Okay. Seem, will, seemed like the... <laughs> I will try and do a better one next time. No, it's 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 good. Well, it, it's it's always weird when lines are out of context and you're like, what is it does this possible movie? Yeah, so... See, I'm but, better with... It helps if I know the year. But yeah. I'm better with movie lines out of context than song lyrics. Because I probably know the song by heart, but sometimes just hearing somebody say it, I'm just, oh, I know that, but I'll never get it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So this is these are the um, 1995 top 10 highest grossing films. Do they still hold up? Robert, what do we have on deck for number one? Number one, Batman Forever. That's... <laughs> No, Does it hurt? A heart attack. I'm just <laughs> thinking of Batman Forever. Um, I really liked this one when it came out, and I and I was trying mm-hmm. to think like if I liked it more. So one, it moved to outlandishness, um, kind of back to uh, the '60s Batman of uh, kind of craziness. We've got Joel Schumacher, uh, who I say didn't take quite take it so seriously. Uh, he he took it seriously, but he was having fun with it. Um, but I think about the soundtrack was probably better than the movie yeah. um hold me kiss me thrill me kill me you too that's one of my favorite u2 songs and uh kiss from a rose was on this yeah yep, those the soundtrack the top, was great uh, yeah i know there's uh, more but chase chase dr chase meridian <laughs> yes you know i left the theater uh seeing this movie and i thought it was great you know as a younger man uh it was enjoyable i do still appreciate kind of the fun ride they took with it to a degree but and it's i will say it is not the worst batman film from the 90s but uh to me it (laughs) it doesn't really hold up uh i'll have to to rewatch it again i think i got just got those in 4k not too long ago so i'll I'll have to i'll have to fire them up and uh and see how they how they are but um there's pieces that i just i still cackle at you know just um uh when jim carrey is wearing the it's the same mole that val kemmer has (laughs) on his face and i don't know why it always makes me laugh that is funny i'd be curious what you thought about that uh what do we got next here apollo 13 maybe the most spoofed line in movie history houston we have a problem i still see that in some stuff like yeah not as much thankfully but not so much but don't you feel like for the 15 years following that it was like houston we have a problem like yes to come Cue audience applause. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, <laughs> and they, they took that day. They used to have a, a stand-up of the uh, a couple of the astronauts and the Apollo 13 at Universal Studios that you would take pictures of. And, and I noticed the past uh, time I was there that they took that down. So probably because of COVID. Yeah. The, the original story is a lot uh, more fascinating than the film, I think. It's one of those weird examples where Art imitates life, but truth is stranger than fiction. Um, the Apollo 13, really actually an amazing story. But um, to me, this, the film still holds up. Um, I still think it's 
pretty well made and the acting's pretty decent. Yeah, it's one of those probably top five uh, real space films um, that people look at um, as. And I think because it's a period piece, it kind of naturally is a little bit timeless. Um, like I was kind of shocked it was from that long ago. But Me too. Yeah, yeah 1995 does seem like a long time ago. Um, it is. <laughs> it, it is. It I'm is. Like, I'm like, it seems like it was so long ago. You're like, it is, man. God, it feels like that's 26 years ago. Jeez. Oh, killing me. <laughs> uh, I, I can't. Toy Story. Um, this changed the game, Toy Story. Uh, truly. There was Pixar shorts before this, but this really put computer-generated cartoon imagery on the map. And now you look back at it, and the imagery is not that... I mean, no. it was good. It's good. It's but good. it's certainly not what we have now for what's Toy Story 4 or whatever the latest one was out. So, Yeah, you're right. This is still, I saw this not too, I did watch the Toy Stories not too long ago. It still, for the most part, holds up, aside from what you're saying with the imagery. Um, it's funny that Buzz Lightyear still plays dead like a toy, even though he doesn't <laughs> think he's a toy. But I think we let that go because he's trying to assimilate to another planet kind of thing. Yeah. But they, what, do you, what do you think? I think they mostly, yeah, they, the, the Toy Stories mostly hold up. I think they hold up because obviously they are made for kids, but there is enough adult humor and comedy that parents or any age can watch them and, and have a chuckle. I agree. By the way, side note, uh, have you seen Planet of the Apes, the original 1968? Yes. Do you know that's rated G? <laughs> Charlton Heston's pasty white yeah. butt is on there, but it's rated G. <laughs> I was like, okay. We had G-rated stuff and PG-rated stuff where we could get away with quite a bit that I don't think you could even get away with in PG-13 anymore. Um, between the swear words and, I mean, look at like... You're right. Was, no, uh, you're right. Bad News Bears and stuff like there's st- <laughs> None of this would be even... None of this would even be allowed in movies, let alone be a, a G or PG movie. Jaws I, is a PG movie. I, I know. Isn't it? It's so crazy. I think it is. It's not rated R, is I it? think you're right. Maybe, yeah, but I don't know. But um, What is Jaws rated? Listeners, tweet us at the <laughs> underscore podcastle, and you would find out that it is rated PG. That's I with the it. blood and the amazing, the, the severed leg. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got next, Robert, for number four on 1995? A uh, film I did have not seen, Pocahontas. That makes two of us. Yeah. I Pocahontas. Was, I'd imagine I was, it's very whitewashed. I can't imagine, and I wonder if it's... <laughs> I wonder if there's a different version on, on Disney Plus right now, or is it even on Disney Plus? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Have you seen Luca? I know that's not really made for you, but... I have not. I've seen pieces, uh, some, a couple of clips have shown up on my, my YouTube stream, but... It's funny, though. It's that... still very whitewashed. Obviously, Disney knows their audience are white children, usually in the United States, or children in the United States, but it takes place in Italy. And a lot of the movie they do that Italian accent, like, hey, ciao, grazie, let's go, go to the, the Bella Notte. And then the next scene, the same character says, wow, look at the stars tonight. Aren't they beautiful? I'm like, where, where did the Mediterranean accent go? Where'd that go? It's uh, funny. But I'll, I'll, I'm not offended. Yeah. Uh, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. <laughs> you know, I've never seen this movie all the way through. I think I have, but probably Good once for you. um and it was probably in 95 <laughs> i didn't say in the theater by any but you know what people people just raved about you know they 
obviously Jim Carrey, but he's in the top. He has two in the top ten, so obviously he was at the top of his game. Um, but oh yeah, yeah, ninety five yeah. to like ninety eight. Jim Carrey was doing like three movies a year, unstoppable. Twenty million each, like cleaning up. Yeah, and he was decent in them. So you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, Casper. Uh, I don't think I've seen this one either. I have not. I know Christina Ricci is in it. I know Devin Sabo, I think, plays the voice of Casper or the boy. Okay. If I remember right, but that's that's all I know. Casper. I'd be curious to watch this now to see how the effects are. Well, Because it, it was live action. Am I correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, what do we got next? for Die Hard with a Vengeance. Quoted in the quiz. <laughs> Which, yeah. Um, so I'd... Um, I liked this when I saw it in the theater. Um, it, it felt like we were really beginning to stretch it a little bit. Uh, but I think they were smart to, they kind of hooked him up with um, a partner this time uh, to, rather than just loan John McClane to, uh, to trying to kind of figure out all of this out. So yeah. I agree. Uh, and uh, who was it? Hans Gruber's brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's the villain. It's like, all right. Yeah. Simon. The, those those crazy German terrorists always getting us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I did I did enjoy this. I still it still holds up for me in terms of they did take a cue from not from other movies at the time and kind of made fun of itself a little bit. It wasn't as serious as the other ones certainly. And to your point, Robert, I do like that they had him team up with somebody in kind of a buddy cop film, but not really. They made him distance enough where it it wasn't so much cliche. So for the most part, it did hold up for me. Yeah. And surprisingly, it still didn't. <laughs> they had yet to go to actually outrageous, unsurvivable <laughs> scenes <laughs> for the next movie or two. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They were still trying to keep it like in a Smart city realistic. setting. I do remember because they fell from a bridge to a ship and it was like, no, what? Like splat into, you know, credits roll. But yeah. <laughs> Um, next we have Crimson Tide. This is uh, Gene Hackman, Denzel Washington, and I think a pre-Soprano James Gandolfini is in this. I think you're right. So, and Lilo uh, Bricado, a pre-Soprano role, pre-cop killer role. Um, still holds up for me. It's um, takes a lot of cues from Hunt for Red October, which mm-hmm. are kind of cliche, but uh, for the most part, they keep it fairly like suspenseful yeah it uh and I, i'll be honest i mixed these two up right because red and crimson and obviously they knew what they were doing with the title of it but uh, right right um the hunt for rouge waves <laughs> september uh, <laughs> ruby yeah, september rubies the, the, the prequel to red october it's blue september blue september <laughs> yellow august <laughs> See, we could have a whole mini series on Netflix about I this. I think we we, so. we should. Yeah. But uh have you seen this movie? I have like again, like some of these movies I might have seen once and never again. Yeah. At 25 I was too cool to be just <laughs> going to these type of movies, of course. Of course. <laughs> I don't think I'd watch Crimson Tide again. Maybe by accident or if there's nothing else on, but it gets a fair movie, but it's not, you know. I'm not really big like, hey, let's watch this submarine movie. Yeah, and nobody's like, is the new 4K of Crimson Tide out yet? We're, we're <laughs> waiting. 4K coming out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, we have Goldeneye. Um, and if I remember, this is Pierce Brosnan's first James Bond. 
Sure is. And uh, I, what I remember more actually kind of than the movie was the trailer for the movie, which made me want to see it because we were still, even though CGI was a thing, there were still real stunts going on. And I think that's what James Bond was kind of still kind of setting up, uh, itself apart. I remember there was a, uh, something happening on the dam where he's kind of swinging around and you could just tell this was a real stunt person uh, kind of doing it. And so um, I think he, jumped off the dam or something like that so um so that actually they used to have trailers like they would have that one moment and you're like well i gotta go see this now i need to yeah. see, you know what's gonna happen and stuff like that so uh the actual movie is like oh it's still kind of sleepy james bond you know um they didn't um they weren't taking any risks <laughs> no it was the movie was all about special effects and stunts um it still holds up for me i'm very biased towards this film this was the first james bond movie i've ever seen and i saw it theatrically and and I just thought like the BMWs and everything was so cool. But looking back, a lot of it's pretty dated, but it's still like an enjoyable movie. But yeah, that, that one line that you're one scene that you're talking about that kind of roped you in was that that damn scene that the Archangel Dam or whatever it was. You're like, OK, no, this is this is new because James Bond, remember, didn't come out with a film since the 80s when this happened. So this yeah. is like almost a decade later, new Bond. We're like, whoa, what are they going to do? And Pierce, Pierce, I mean, I think kind of groomed almost to be the bond for a while, but I don't think he was, he was, he wasn't let out of his Remington steel contract. So right. we should have had him earlier and he would have been a great successor to, to Roger Moore. Cause he was almost kind of the in-between of Roger Moore and Sean Connery, where he kind of w- had the humor, wasn't taking it so seriously, but he had the suaveness of, of Sean Connery. So. Right. Cause he was supposed to be Timothy Dalton's bond, but the Remington mm-hmm. steel kept him in. Right. Which yes. kind of worked out because then we wouldn't have Timothy Dalton and Bond kind of, like you said, was groomed into that. Yeah. And Timothy Dalton is actually kind of more like Daniel Craig, which we have now, where they kind of did go back to the super serious, but we just weren't, we weren't ready in the 80s for that. No. Yeah. We weren't ready for that. We glossed up. And finally, number 10 on top 10 grossest, grossing films is, ooh, Waterworld, The Mariner, think- Kevin Costner's finest role. Guarantee I've seen Waterworld the show more than I've seen Waterworld the movie. <laughs> I would hope so. Did you really? <laughs> oh gosh, yes. Because they always like you're like, even we were taking the VIP tour and they're like, and now we're gonna go to the Waterworld show. And I'm like, oh. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but it's still kind of fun, right? The, the, here's the thing. I do enjoy the Waterworld show. And yeah. usually if I still do it, I like I might do it on my way out because it's right at the edge of the park. So I'm like, oh, I'll do one more kill some traffic time uh yeah watch, uh the water world show they, they have yeah. a good sense of humor and they i still i mean they, they do have good practical effects the plane landing in the water is still pretty spectacular stunt yeah the stunts are really good the video game was pretty bad they actually made a lot of merchandise with this to <laughs> sever the cost um and it's a, movie f- a bomb but obviously yeah. it still made the top 10 so it did the water world is like the postman or the alamo of 1995 it was these bloated budgets and you know to be honest with you before i saw waterworld and saw the i saw the trailer theatrically probably during goldeneye and i thought it was the coolest thing in the world polar ice caps melted they showed denver underwater i'm like this looks awesome and you watch it and it's just a lot of like let's look at the girls back and find out where this map is and you're like okay (laughs) yeah there's a lot of world building that we just didn't need or or care for one of my favorite lines, though, that I quote a lot is when um, Kevin Costner takes the torch and he throws it down in the oil and it's about to explode. And that guy down there that's just 
you know, sucking oil and swirling it around, just goes, oh, thank God. Right before he blows up, like at work, they're like, hey, the power's out. I'm like, oh, thank God. But you can get away with that because it seems like it, I'm just saying, thank God. I'm yeah. quoting Waterworld. It's like, are you, it's the audience thinking the same thing, like, thank God. Thank God this is over. <laughs> is, is, um, is Waterworld on 4K going to be in your collection soon? Do you own this, own this on Blu-ray? Uh, Blu- I do not own this on Blu-ray or <laughs> DVD or Laserdisc. <laughs> or VHS or Betamax. Or none of it, yeah. <laughs> that is the top 10 highest grossing films of 1995. We have some treats and some Sour Patch Kids in this next one. <laughs> Honorable mentions. Um, we're going to kick this off with seven. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty... Uh, Kind of a landmark film at the time for some of the subject matter. Kevin Spacey and, and uh, Brad oh, yeah. Pitt. It's a good and movie. I think it. Um, I think it probably found its true audience on video uh, after that. Uh, people didn't quite know what to to think about it. So, and I remember at the time it was actually people talked on and on about the opening credits. They had never seen any opening credits like that. And since yeah. that time, especially for the few years after, every opening credits mimicked. Seven, uh, you know, and we still, do, you know, American Horror Story uh, still has the the seven opening credits that uh, to this day. So it's still rippling uh, twenty five years later into our current media. Yeah, certainly does. Very uh, mimic. Uh, um, yeah, it mostly holds up. I felt like um, as a big horror movie fan, I felt like it was a little light. Um, and um, but uh, but yeah, I liked it. I agree. Sentiments exactly. Uh, Michael Crichton is next in the list with Congo, where you have a great Ernie Hudson saying, "It doesn't exist." The city of Zinge, and a um, Amy sad, Amy sad, <laughs> Amy sad, Amy sad. <laughs> and uh, who's the actor from Home Alone? I'm drawing a blank. Tim. Uh, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. He was like, no, we're going to find it. The city of Zinge <laughs> is there. It's Zinge. Uh, I don't know what he is. I guess he's Kazakhstan or something. But, and um, Lenny, and it was, yeah, on paper, all of this should work. It, it should all work. <laughs> oh. Not a single thing worked. <laughs> so bad. It's one of those movies you want to like, too. It's, it's a bit off the heels of Jurassic Park. Michael Crichton, Jungle, Killer Gorillas. Okay. It's going to be like Jurassic Park in the Amazon or wherever. No. Every once in a while, I do kind of give it a second chance or it's on. I'm like, oh, come on. And then I'm like, uh, no, not, no, none of it. Yeah. I do too. I think um, I think I may, may have watched it like three months ago and it's the gorilla. It's Amy and the whole like the diamond plot that gets me. I'm like, okay. Yeah. It was kind of everything in the kitchen sink was thrown in and just, right. yeah. Amy, bad. Amy, no. <laughs> Uh, what do we got next here? Uh, not my film, Braveheart, but it's Braveheart. a lot of people's films. One of their favorites. This is also, this is one of my favorites. This is probably my third favorite movie of all time, but I will give it its flaws. And uh, it is kind of overquoted a lot. Um, the freedom line is almost cringe at this point when you watch it. You're kind of like, okay. I heard it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, for the most part, it still holds up. It's not historically accurate. Uh, a lot of it, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a well done epic, I believe. 
but it's uh, not made for you, Robert. It is not made for Robert. Robert does not have this in his collection. So Robert nor- doesn't Northern- like Braveheart. <laughs> Robert, bad movie. Robert, no. Uh, ugh, Amy. It leaves a bad uh, taste in your mouth, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> it does. Uh, um, uh, Outbreak is next, oh, which... Love it. Uh, <laughs> love it. I- I'm always amazed at how many... Uh, Dustin Hoffman is not your leading role action film. No. Uh, actor but he, he got quite a few so yeah um but um and renee russo which she was actually supposed to be in the chase meridian part but she got let go because oh. she was too old to be considered bell cummer's love interest how dare them i know so <laughs> her skin's flawless it, it yeah in 1995 so, come on yeah no i was like who would they should be, be so lucky to have thinking her. that so but apparently she was the right age for dustin hoffman right <laughs> Who is significantly older yeah, than Rene Russo? That's, that's the Hollywood way. So Kevin Spacey's in this one as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the most part, th- this does work um, still. Um, maybe it's a little bit more meaningful in uh, uh, the two- 2020s. Uh, <laughs> we're like, oh, it's not, it's not that uh, implausible anymore. So Certainly not. A very serious punch. For a very but, uh, serious nose. But yeah, so, but it does feel like a kind of a, a disease light movie. It does. Um, it still holds up for me. This is one of my f- top favorite films. I've seen this in the theater. I've probably seen this 30 times. Um, I just think the pacing, if anything, I can rave about this movie. The pacing is very, very good. It goes by very quickly. Um, and Hoffman's great. They also pepper the right amount of comic relief in there especially with Kevin Spacey without being like ridiculous um, yeah. and Donald Sutherland on it. You, you believe him. He's an <laughs> asshole. Uh, next think, we have the I American. Think he is. <laughs> I think he is. You're the best uh, helicopter pilot, I assume. Yes, sir. Yeah, sure. Good luck. Um, American, the American president is next. Michael Douglas. This is uh, Michael J. Fox, Martin Sheen, a few others. Um, Annette Benning. Annette Benning is yeah, in it. So. It's a, I, I like this movie. It still holds up for me. I think it's one of the better presidential movies from the 90s um, in terms of portrayal of like Maybe. the White House. Yeah. Um, I have Michael zero Douglas memories. plays Michael Douglas in this, Robert. That, that's why I have zero memories of this. And as you know, Michael Douglas always plays President Douglas. Uh, I'm sure it's this <laughs> character's name in the film, but... <laughs> I would even go so far to say this is the Michael Douglasest of all of his films. I mean, it's really him playing himself. Yeah. You know, you expect him to start talking about the importance of uh, money management and doing your homework between each scene. Like, yeah. Okay, dad. I, now I kind of wish they would mix it up like um, the American president meets the game or the American president meets basic instinct. You know what I mean? Because then it would really be good, yeah. good mix up to have... Sharon Stone show up at the White House, you know, <laughs> smoking. smoking. Like, you can't smoke in the White House. What are you going to do? Charge me with smoking? Sure, I can. <laughs> what would you rather have? Sharon Stone in that movie and have it mashed up properly or Madonna play Sharon Stone's role in Basic Instinct? Now, come on. You know, so Madonna. you wouldn't be able to handle that. Nobody can handle Madonna's acting. So, look, come on. No. <laughs> They can't help because of how powerful yeah. it is. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, <laughs> Sooner or later, I'm going to find 
I always get my Madonna. Madonna plays Madonna has her best acting when Madonna's playing Madonna. So we'll, of we'll say that. So she's the best in, in Dick Tracy, as I'll yep. say. Uh next is Jumanji. Come see Jumanji. This <laughs> summer. I'm surprised you haven't covered this. I'm waiting for these set jetter Saturday set jetter links, and I don't see any for Jumanji. No, you will never see that. <laughs> this movie wasn't made for either of us. No. Um, and I remember, I remember seeing trailers. I'm like, it was kind of, you could already we're going with, with bad CGI, you know, like, huh, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not going to, yeah, I, I might've been a little too gung ho with defending Mrs. Doubtfire, but I'm not going to defend this one. Even, <laughs> okay. even as I love Robin Williams, this is not one of his best films and it's just weird. No. So no. CGI is awful. Yes. It does not hold up. Uh, Casino is number seven on honorable mentions. Uh, this has my vote. It's Goodfellas part two, but it's Scorsese doing his thing. De Niro, yeah. it's good. Uh, we'll this not is watch it of, a lot, though. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites, I think, um, speaking of Sharon Stone, I, I think she, having her in the mix, kind of differentiated it from, from Goodfellas and some of the kind of male-only uh, uh, uh Martin Scorsese films and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I like the cinematography. I liked, I liked the Vegas aspect. So all, all of it works. And, I, and like I said, when you talk about pacing, this has a good pace to it that it, everything kind of clips along and you get uh, Martin Scorsese is at his best when he's explaining how all these systems work and in a quick montage flashy sort of way. I agree. That's a, that's a good point. And it's backed up by a pretty good soundtrack, like true Martin Scorsese film. He uses all the classic, rock songs that he enjoys in his life and this, but it, it, it works. It, it works well. Um, tank girl is number eight. You laughed at that, Robert. You laughed uh, at tank girl. Well, so here, here's the thing. Like uh, now I look back and it's, uh, it's not that good of a movie at the time. This is one of the movies that kind of brought me out of my funk. Um, one, it has an amazing soundtrack Two, uh, Lori Petty in 95. There was no better tank girl. Um, she looked like her. Cool. She acted like her, and uh, she looked like a pixie. She did that. That's one of my favorite looks uh, to this day. So, and I've, I've met her yeah, a couple times, and I always bring her Tank Girl stuff to sign. Because if they made the movie Fern Gully in 1995 live action, it would star Lori Petty. Lori Petty. So, I never saw just, Fern just a Gully. few years after Bates Motel, the TV pilot. <laughs> Which, by the way, you can see on set-jetter.com, there was the 30th anniversary of the Bates Hotel pilot of the series, and Robert did some sleuthing, and it is now on the website. And next, we're still waiting for New Nightmare to find that base camp location. At some point, yes. We, we will find it. Don't worry. You know what's funny is you, your fellow Set Jetter community, real-to-real locations and all those guys, mm-hmm. who I don't know, but I see that they, they like all your stuff. And then I think I followed a few of them and you like them. I feel like you guys have, and I could be wrong. You might all hate each other, but I feel like you guys have a good <laughs> camaraderie. Like you guys kind of support each other in that stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're here. We're here, here to help each other. Mostly. That's so cool. That's yeah. not how like Hollywood is. It's like, oh, you're another white guy. Screw you. I'm not helping you with anything. Yeah. You know, that you guys, that community, the set chain community seems like it has a cool thing going on. Yeah. There's just uh, competitions getting is getting uh, out there though. There are not more for and more you. people are doing it, but you're the best. No, they don't. Uh, there's not a number two with you. 
<laughs> you're you're too kind. I'm too honest. I'm I'm not in that community. I'm an objective man. But no, I I, I it's nice to see that my point is that like you guys kind of support each other. Oh yeah, we have a good time. Um so Tank Girl holds up for you or does not? It uh nostalgia wise, yes. And sound soundtrack wise. So oh yeah, all these ninety five movies, they have uh, soundtracks are slightly better than the actual movie. That's a very good point. Speaking of soundtracks, next we have Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Oh, don't be silly. It's not your nose I'm after. Oh, Doug, the big man on campus from Nebraska. I thought you were from Nebraska. She's harder to get into than a Pearl Jam concert. Really? <laughs> Pearl Jam in 95, I guess was uh, huge. It was, yeah. I guess uh, they were. This is one of my favorites that I, I will stop and watch if I'm clipping through, uh, mostly because of Jan. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. I got it back here. I'm I'm a true fan, and you know what? Uh, I watched it recently. It still holds up. It it served its purpose. It is still funny. Um, they, they found the right balance of a, uh, uh, it's a TV. Uh, a remake of a TV. It had this weird uh, anachronistic where it was uh, taking place. In current times of 95, even though they were stuck in the 70s and dressed in cars and everything like that. but And I liked how uh, they kept switching. Uh, anytime they're at the house or the backyard, it was shot a certain way with flat lighting in studio. And then they would literally go through the fence and be into the, the real world. I loved it. it. It was perfect. And they also respectfully... Just what you said. They made it a contemporary piece where you know they were. You don't know what year they're from, and they're acting like they're from the '60s. Where they could have went a completely different direction and did like the dragnet thing, where they yeah. just made it this like spoof, and they didn't, and it it, it works. Uh, a very Brady sequel too. Yes, which to me it doesn't it doesn't reach the heights no. of the original Brady movie, but um, and uh, great casting, um, and particularly Christina Lee as Marsha Brady that. I, she looks like Marsha Brady to me. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, t- totally. God bless Sherwood Shorts. He gave us such great gems. I'm just wondering when they're going to do Gilligan's Island, the movie. I'm surprised they haven't yet. Or, right? I don't know. Uh, next on Honorable Mentions, Robert, we have Copycat. And you need to make a page for this. I do. I visited these locations six years ago, um, and I still have not made a page. So, uh, I, I still quote this movie uh, when uh, <laughs> there's a car alarm going off and, and uh, Sigourney's like, just take the car and go or just steal the car and go. Yeah. Um, so I still say that line, but. Um, Robert, but yeah. it's only money. <laughs> Sorry. Something wonderful. I used um, that yesterday. It's only money. <laughs> yeah. Somebody was saying something like, I don't know. Something was ridiculous. And I go, it's only, only money. money. <laughs> classic um, line um, i could see you i could see you doing copycat uh though that location well here's the thing i i mean i um, i was you know serial killers were a big thing uh at that time and uh and mm-hmm. so the these kind of thriller movies and one you have sigourney which is wonderful holly hunter dermot mulroney um yeah it's a good cast it, yeah the, the only um I think the 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 actor I can't remember his name now was uh, that that does play the killer was so recognizable that he shows up in the first minute or two in the background. I'm like, well, there he is, you know. Uh, he's right there. They, yeah, he's right there. Uh, he's in the audience. Um, maybe he'll show up in 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but uh yeah so this is is one of my favorite films it is a good film yeah. does this movie ever make you want to watch scream or is it just me copycat it's just no it's, it's just, just you me. i have been watching i finally just got through the first fear street on netflix which owes oh, quite a bit it? to scream um fine i mean it, I'll, I'll say it took me five sittings to actually get through it without falling asleep but <laughs> oh it's not good well it, it is good it's just like uh everybody keeps saying the next one the second one is better um 19 fear street 1978 i think is is the next oh. one um so this one is very, the 94 is obviously it owes a lot to scream and it's, it sounds like scream and they have a lot of uh similar camera styles and and setups but uh yeah but I'll, I'll i'll give all three a try Okay. Fear Street, I'm very excited about this. I love the books as a, as a youth. And I think it'll be... I've heard good things, but I take all of that with a grain of salt because I've been led down a lot of sad roads <laughs> with suggestions. Like, you should watch Vikings. And I'm like, okay. 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 Well, Fear Street is probably made more for your age than me because I never read any Fear Street. Um, I never so... admitted I read them. They oh, were I'm more sorry. for, like, girls at that time, but I had them all. And Goosebumps. <laughs> So you can edit all that out. So people no, like, oh, it's in. <laughs> I am not ashamed. It is in. Um, so it took you a few times to watch them, but it did but, just because the, I'm old and lazy. No, no, tired. you're a good, you're a good gauge of what like works and doesn't. But um, it, it was a, uh, it was more bloody than I thought. I would, I, I was because I knew it was, I was like, oh, what are they going to do or whatever? But it was like, oh, they're they're not holding back. Okay, kind of reassuring. I'm going to fire yep. up one tonight, and I'll I'll text you until you tell me not to anymore. Okay. <laughs> Tu Wong Fu, Patrick Swayze. Uh, tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Um, Julie Newmar. This was shot in Nebraska. I did not know that. Seen this once. I would, I'm going to defer to you, Mr. Patterson. Um, it's okay. Um, I think they shot in New York and Nebraska, so m- m- majority of it was shot into a small town uh, that I've been to once. You would think I'd go to Nebraska locations uh, more often than I do. And they actually shot in Omaha, where I live, a couple scenes as well. But oh. those areas have since been torn down. But uh, but I yeah. So they have, yeah. Hmm. Just just like LA. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you don't go to the, as many in, locations in Nebraska is because you live there and you take it for granted. I didn't go to any half the locations in Pennsylvania when I lived there. Yeah, I'm not talking filming locations. I'm just talking about anything. Then since I moved to LA, I appreciated it more. Like, oh, we have that there. Yeah, we do. I've been there once when I was seven. <laughs> I wonder if that's it because you assume you can always go. It's like people in New maybe. York don't go to the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, then maybe that's maybe that's the thing. But um, I don't know. But yeah, so and that small town I can't remember the name, Loma, Nebraska. I think it's called Loma um, is probably an hour and a half for me. So I could certainly literally pop in the car and uh, there's actually less of the small town than you currently than you even see in the film so um but i remember i was around you know when they were filming and uh kind of remember hearing about it i like it i like um when you lead me down a road of i should watch it later or not and it happens more than you think i don't always comment on it but there'll be something maybe i saw once or I never saw and you'll give the the green light or the red light and i'll go like yep, go see this not happening or yeah, yeah i'll check it out <laughs> and you're always pretty right with that you did it with hellraiser was an example yeah and you were right uh, next, we have Safe. We have a treat for you viewers out there. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry, uh, but we'll keep it interesting. But for you watching on YouTube, uh, this is Safe. Robert has a great location here on set-jetter.com. 
Robert, what can you uh, tell us about this? Uh, so First safe of all, is can one you of my, see the screen? Yes, I can. So okay. Safe is one of my favorite films. So directed by Todd Haynes, starring Julianne Moore. Pretty, not, I would say pretty early in her career, but this was one of her first, I think, kind of taking the lead uh, role. So this is actually not a shot not too far from you. So if you Karate go to Kid. Ali's house from uh, Karate Kid and you keep taking Alonzo, Alonzo out, out yep, you just keep following it. And this is their yeah. house, as Mars at the end of the street. So... Alonzo Ave. Do you, no. uh, I, yeah, Alonzo Ave is kind of famous. Do you feel like Julianne Moore has been in like 300 movies between 94? <laughs> I feel like every show, it's like Julianne Moore was in this one. She's How always in She did a lot of work. Than, yeah, she did. And uh, she, yeah, she's kind of more than you think. And then uh, sometimes, oh, I was flipping through and she's in one of the uh, Hunger Game movies, it looks like, which I, I saw the first one, but I've not seen any of the rest. And I was like, really? what, what is she doing in this? Did she need a new house? Or I don't know. But You um, need to pay for some plumbing repairs. Yeah. So, but yeah, driving up Alonzo Avenue, you can see the trees are still the same uh, pretty much. And, uh, and I think this was Todd Haynes' parents' house or something at the time where they actually shot. So it was this one right still, here? Uh, no, the actual house that they, this is still driving. Oh. still driving up to the house and stuff oh, here like we that. go so there's the house yeah so it's pretty big house um but yeah so safe is one right have you seen safe i i have seen safe okay. and i watched it not too long ago um and i think i might have mentioned it but um but yeah so, so i love it it's a good it's a good movie i enjoyed it yeah so shot all around your area this is safe. Check it out on setdashjare.com. Oh, Laurel Canyon Valley Village. I know exactly where this is. Right there. Yeah. This is a terrible area for traffic. Terrible. I know. I think that I, I, this is right at a gas station across the street. Otherwise, yep. uh, yeah, this is what I do for fans. You know, there, you, we appreciate the work. There's a tuxedo shop, a rental shop behind here. And I was uh, a couple years ago, I had to go to a wedding in Florida. And the guy was like, uh, oh, hey, we have a certain kind of tuxedo that you have to wear. And it was like really expensive at the time. And I was like strapped for cash because I had to travel. So I went to this place and I just rented like the cheapest tux and I showed up and I was like, yeah, I own this. This is what you're getting. I'm not spending like 300 bucks on a tuxedo. <laughs> Some guy like hooked me up back here. I was like, can you like give me your cheapest one? It was nice, but it was not like whatever their grand marriage plan was. So in the photos, yeah. there's like awkward me with like the dumb and dumb tux. Like, Hey, uh, uh, oh, where's this shot from? Uh, so, well, so, oh, she, uh, Julianne Moore came to Omaha. So we have film streams, uh, which is a nonprofit cinema. So every every other year or so, they bring a guest in, and she was our the guest a couple years ago. So, and Xander Berkeley, of course, who shows up in a lot of films as well. Next, we have a special treat. This is the net. I don't know if you want to talk about this now or later. Uh, but... Let's talk about this later because I okay. think that's. Let's do I'll say that one. So. Uh, Leprechaun in Vegas, though, is next. <laughs> yes. If there was ever a location that truly captured what the sun, the Sunset Strip, what the Las Vegas Strip feels like, it's Leprechaun in Vegas. Um, uh, also known know. as the Ambassador yes, uh, in the Los Amb Angeles. Which so. I really love, uh, the Ambassador Hotel, just because of RFK and the history there. Yeah. Um, I tried to go there when I moved to LA to find out it was like a school at the time. Uh, didn't like, do my homework, uh, but I, I always thought I that was such a cool location. But um, I but missed out on it. that too. I missed out. No, I missed out onto it uh, on it as well. But yeah, but uh, you got some I, good shots in here. Uh, yeah, so I do put the actual because they they did shoot some Vegas locations. I think guerrilla style. I don't think they actually had any permits. They just went 
quickly no, shoots. No, I believe they're on like the side of the road, like here. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so this is actually was where the ambassador was that she walked up to. So um, you did get, so yeah. I, I, I got reverse shots. That's the best I could do. <laughs> I did watch Leprechaun again the other night. And um, the South Dakota one. <laughs> of course. Uh, I still love the, I just love that movie. It's just so bad. It's so funny. Um, like it's fun, but I, I, do you remember the part where the guy first sees the leprechaun in the basement and then yes. he's trying to explain to them and he's like, it was here. The lep, it was right there, that leprechaun. And you're and they're like, let's go down and check it out. It's like, oh, what are we doing? Uh, and then the rainbow outside. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that was not a good effect uh to say but you covered that shot in your I, leprechaun which i love. yeah so i do i did the entire leprechaun warwick davis series um, did. i didn't go beyond that so no i um, no need to here it is here's the casino shot. here's the, the casino which and actually leprechaun is not the only one that has tries to recreate vegas with that uh <laughs> blank walls you know uh, but this does give you some nice shots of the ambassador um and mm-hmm. how much they they pretty pretty much used every inch of it yeah, yeah. When it went in Rome, take advantage of it. Yeah. This is also um the morgue, which is actually in the kitchen. It, the actual kitchen? Yeah. Yep. Interesting. They were able to film there. That's cool. Yeah. Uh yep, here it is. This is it. The lucky shamrock. I love the I, I love the printed <laughs> parade sign that they that a hotel spent like the casino doesn't casino. have casino. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Just like you see in Vegas, isn't it? Just, just like you see, yeah. I think the, the uh, Mandalay Bay has the the cloth <laughs> sign in front of the entrance. The Lucky Shamrock. Oh, God. And here you are with Caroline Williams. Yes. So she's usually pretty good in, in her... Uh, yeah, yeah, for she's sure. Done, so. uh, what do we got next here on the list? Kicking, Kicking and, and screaming. screaming, which is another one of my favorites. This is not the Will Ferrell one. Um, no, I know I you've yeah. uh, I believe have covered this you've covered it a long time ago but you've covered this recently. Uh or you posted it or, am I right? Yeah, I think so. So yeah, so I went uh this is one of my other kind of favorite uh independent films and I went to Occidental College where they shot a lot of that Parker Posey. So mid 90s, you know, she was at her independent film best. Um, do, do you know Parker Posey's her real name too? It's not a stage I did not name. know that. So she cool. looks, she just looks like a Parker Posey, doesn't she? So she does. Yeah. Uh, you can tell this is first day of travel. Uh, <laughs> oh yes. The shirt. The shirt. Uh, <laughs> are you going to donate these shirts to the hard rock cafe someday? So people are like, Ooh, take pictures of it. Like this shirt has been to more locations than any other shirt. You joke about it, but if yeah. you think about it, it's true. You're a pioneer. Robert. Now that picture you're looking at now, now that I'm looking at, cause like, you know, these are the kind of the worn jeans. Now it just looks like I wet my pants. <laughs> I, I did not pick that up, but now that you said that there was too much apple juice on the plane. Yeah. So it's like, I went right from the plane to these locations. So. When was this photograph taken? I think, um, in 2015 or before no 2010 i'm sorry okay i can tell, I, by, I I can tell by my glasses <laughs> is that what is that the catalyst because you I don't usually, really I can, age i can tell by my glasses so this is 15 years ago okay this was shot listeners you've heard it before and you'll hear it again robert doesn't age ha ah, so uh yeah so one of my favorite independent films elliot gold um i actually brought my own cookie sign <laughs> oh my gosh you're so cool 
That's awesome uh, that you did mine, that. That's a, mine that's should a good have been attention black and white, detail. But uh, but yeah. So um, if you haven't, um, it's on. Actually, it's part of the Criterion Collection. So uh, so yes, this film gets some notice. It does. It does pick up some traction. Pizza Man is Italiano's pizza. Mm. That which is translates to Italian pizza. <laughs> Uh, and I'm still missing a location from, I, I cannot find a certain house and I, it might be torn down, but. Um, What's the house? Uh, the, kind of the main it? house and you kind of used in the film. So, oh. but I'll find it someday. And fine, Robert, this is all you. So oh, Halloween. You... This might take a while to load, so it might not load up in time, but yeah. So Halloween six ninety five. it came out, I think in August or something like that. So this was one of those times where uh, no, it maybe came out in September, but um a lot of fans do not like this film, um, but I do like it because it had the great right atmosphere for Halloween. Uh, it was shot in uh, Utah. So this is the third Halloween uh, shot in Utah. Mm-hmm. Introducing Paul Rudd or Paul Stephen Rudd, I think as it shows it says in the credits. So, Yes, you're right. We, uh, I spoke about this to a friend recently. He's a horror movie guy, works at like a horror shop kind of thing. And, uh, He's a big Halloween fan like you. And he loves the show, by the way. If you're listening, Vince, um, talking about you. But he said uh, he loves this movie, too. And I, I, he said, you know, a lot of people don't like it. But, like, the true Halloween people get it. And I I guess that there's something to that. Yep. So uh, We're loading uh, so, this now. This is... Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a big page. So um, okay. uh, it takes a while to load. But, yeah, so... Great locations, Utah. I think uh, in later in October they're going to actually doing. Uh, except that one shot was shot in LA. Um, they are going to have a. There, there. That right there is in LA. <laughs> so they did reshoots. Um, oh. And this hospital has been used in many, many films. Loma Linda. Um. But and the other side of it has been used as in the Grifters and stuff like that. But yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on this one? Or do you have any thoughts? No, no, I enjoy it. This is the second, this is the first Halloween movie I saw as like an adult uh, or a teenager. I saw Halloween 2, I think when I was like 10. <laughs> Great pairing. <laughs> and uh, I watched this, I think when I was like 14, 15, I was at a, a pizza party and we watched this and I really enjoyed it. And then I watched it a few times later. Um, I like the film. Uh, I do. Um, it's grown on me more over the years. You recognize this location from the stand? Sure do. Uh, speaking of, I saw the twenty twenty. Yeah, the twenty twenty version of the stand is going to be coming out on Blu ray. <laughs> Reserve yours now before they sell out. <laughs> really? They're actually like releasing that. They actually are. So, <sighs> yeah. Are you going to get it? I might be washing my hair. I don't know it yet. Might, yeah, so, I might be out of town that day. Um, Great location shot too, by the way. Thank you, but uh, but yeah, so uh, it, this one is kind of worth it. Um, there's a stunt person falling out the window, but, but she doesn't <laughs> turn into a man. No, this is they, they, we've we've gotten a little bit better since uh, the new blood. Right. <laughs> These are great shots, though. Are the except for the ones in LA? This was entirely shot in Utah. Yeah, I think everything. Um, they they reshoots were done in LA, but everything else was done in Utah. I know the original intent was to shoot in LA at the Myers house, you know, go back to the Pasadena, uh, South Pasadena locations, yeah, yeah. but um, was still too expensive for Halloween's blood at that time. Yeah. I'm sure. That would cost him a pretty penny. But, and it, it does have one of my favorite Halloween 
scenes, uh, which I think still works, is where uh, Kara Strode is looking through the camera across at the Myers house, and she calls the girl, and she goes, "There's somebody in the room with you," and you know, like, and then uh, it keeps oh, accelerating, yeah. and then um, she sees her killed, and then she looks for her son, and then she go- sees her son walking across into the street or whatever. So those are that's a fantastic scene. That is a fantastic yeah. scene. I concur. Yeah, they give you some of those scenes and it creates a little bit of magic for you when you yeah. rewatch these. It's pretty cool. Perfect this Halloween. Too, in particular. Yes. So per- those are like perfect Halloween scenes. Perfect. And that's exactly what you want. Um, yeah, Halloween 6, I think we both agree, still holds up for us. Um, you really did a lot of good uh, sets on this episode. I'm glad that we have them here. That concludes honorable mentions. Final segment of the show are Can't Look Away. These are films that we still watch, but are pretty, pretty terrible. And Robert has, what did you select? Oh, the net. (laughs) Early days of the internet films. Yes. Exploiting the internet are always hilarious. Like they can order a pizza online. That was one of my favorite moments. Kind of the slow click, click, click. And like, (laughs) you know, you know what else does that? But not as bad as Jurassic Park. When Alex oh. is like, the files, we got the system. You name it, we got it. And it's like, what kind of file system is that? Yeah. You're like scrolling around houses. And she's, I know this. I know this. this and the mouse like, moves oh. ever so slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. You name it, we got it. The uh, uh, net. Sandra Bullock, this is when her star was really starting to rise. This is post speed. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's so like was- in the house now. She her her name's above the title. She's kind of selling the movie, and and rightly so. I mean, she is a, a great actress. That totally. Um, so I just happened to have this shot that matched uh, <laughs> for Washington D.C. So you didn't specifically um, go to D.C. for this I one shot. Not, of the net. So, yeah. I did not. So and there I am in front of the net. I can't see the house as well, um, but some over the fence shots. Venice, uh, California. I did my best. Yep. So. Too many pesky fan net fans showing up, I'm sure. Everywhere. It's like, <laughs> oh, this is the third time somebody from the net came today. What makes this film a can't look away for you? Oh, I think like one Sandra Bullock and she's kind of doing her, oh man, you know, every time something goes wrong. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man. It, it's oh, just that. yeah. It it's not that it's not that good a film. I mean no, but I can't stop. If it's on, I will watch it. I agree with you. I will watch it too. Uh, I watch most movies Sandra Bullock's in. Yeah, Pasadena. Pasadena. There it is. This is at the convention center. Yeah. Yeah. Spent a lot of sad nights there. <laughs> my, sad nights. What? Well, my my job. Uh, we have our expo here. Oh, oh days, yeah. It's three days of like hard work and labor. Gotcha. We don't anymore, but we did. And and it was such a beautiful place. And I'm like, I don't want to be working here. I just yeah. be like being here. <laughs> but it is it is a beautiful building, classic. And it's it's really cool. You're just like Sandra Bullock trying to get her way out of <laughs> Pasadena. Oh, man. Crap. <laughs> uh, she's uh, cute. San Francisco. San Francisco. This is uh, in your catalog from Interspace. The building... It, is yeah. the background of uh, Mont- Montgomery Street in San Francisco? Yes. Got it. So just happened to work out. It just happened to be there. The net can go anywhere. 
the net can go anywhere. It had location budget unheard of. Whatever it took, they paid for it. Uh, that the net's a good choice, Robert. I, um, I think that's a good one. And you, <laughs> you, I picked Village of the Damned. I will still always watch it. And you actually covered this, which is a, a special treat. I did. Um, so let, let me ask you that it's... Uh, there's pieces of visual dam that I liked um, that still kind of seems very carpenter ish. And then there's some as like, what, what is this? What's going on? So, right. so when I first saw this, I was off of like the stand 94. I was in a Tommy knockers. I was in a big, bad Stephen King horror movie kind of thing. And village of the Dan came out. Yeah, no, it's not Stephen King, but it's the kids. And it's kind of like a, a an alien virus kind of vibe taking over a town. Mm-hmm. And I watched it and I really liked it. Um, I thought it was really creepy, really scary. And I've always been fascinating with movies that kind of like take over a small town. Like they're kind of helpless and they just have yeah. to deal. Um, and, I, and obviously that's for budgetary reasons. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a bad movie, but there's still some parts that, that get you and they're scary. And I was always creeped out even to this day of the unplanned pregnancies. Like what uh, is happening? That is, that is still creepy to me. It's- it's a it's a good opening, and it's funny that you bring up the stand because it does kind of feel like the stand. But they're not obviously dead bodies, but people are it passed does. out all over the place. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, this was a theatrical release too. It was um, shot in a lot of the same locations as The Fog. Did so, they take cues from The Fog in this movie? I don't remember. Well, it's, I wouldn't there's, know. There's there's some of the same streets, like the street you saw earlier. That's the same street used in The Fog. Um. And Carpenter used to live up in this area, so that's probably where oh. it kind of sticks out. So, great shots here too. You really driving perilously, trying to get shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you filmed this while you were driving? Yeah, I couldn't. There's no way to stop on the side of the road to. to oh, get the so shots just over the shoulder kind of thing? Yeah, Good out the window. You. Yeah, um, but I did get out at the school where the church is in the background, and this oh, is wow. where. Um, Good shot. Everything kind of fell apart here. Where's Nicasio, California? It is. It's around the same area. So all it's about three or four towns, kind of all in the same area, um, not too too far from. It, it, it's all north of San Francisco. So okay, it's it's a jaunt to kind of get there. But so, uh, but you yeah, covered this. Cool. Yeah, oh, solely. Uh, sorry to interrupt. With or were you doing other f- films? I was doing another thing. I was doing the scream. The, the scream. I was doing scream. <laughs> Fog. Uh, God, what else was shot up there? A, cu- a couple other films that I was trying to just get it all done as much as I can. So I know what you did last summer. Uh, I did not shoot that up there, but no, I know. I think Brian did. Oh. It's up there, but okay. A, a couple of the uh, cliff shots, if I remember Great correctly. Here. So, um, you did your homework on this one. Yeah. So somebody, uh, I think Sean Clark found a couple other locations after I filmed that I wasn't able to kind of get to, but speaking of Mr. Clark, where is the Friday the 13th part three video? I'm, I'm speaking know. like Mr. Feeney and boy meets world. Oh, Mr. Patterson, where is the Friday the 13th part three video that we are waiting for? I do not know, but I suspect it will be at least in time for the anniversary in August if not before really and i haven't updated my website either so you don't need to you're the jetter you do it well you want. we will wait <laughs> we will wait patiently but i am excited to see that that video that you guys shot hopefully it turned yeah usually and it's mostly sean video so i'm probably just in the background or 
I was doing some goofy stuff, so hopefully it'll be edited kindly. Well, I'm going to take the <laughs> URL when he posts that and auto refresh it 3 million times. So when he sees it, it looks like it, the brand blew up and he'll go, oh my gosh. Like, I didn't realize. I'm kidding. <laughs> but it will do great though. I'm very excited to see that. I have been looking for it. It should be good. So there's John Carpenter and his cameo. There he is. Does John Carpenter have long hair like that? He did at the time. I don't think he does anymore. Oh. Not, not that long. So, And the late Christopher Reeve. Late, great Christopher Reeve. Superman. Um, are these all in uh, the same yeah, area? Mostly kind of Point Reyes Station um, where hmm. they shot a lot of the fog. Um, and I think, yeah, I did get a truck. You got a pickup truck <laughs> and a pickup truck. Good for you. Did you Those are that? Yeah, I think I knew at the time because I saw it coming and I just literally took a bunch of pictures. Uh, so I was like, because I, I remember that shot in the movie and I was like, I did my best to uh, uh, that <laughs> mimic would be, that. Yeah, That would be funny if you took a shot like, uh, you know, somebody walking and then you did it years later and it was the same person, but age looking at you. The same way, and you're like, oh my gosh. They're still here. Like <laughs> This is scary right here. This is like a stand kind of thing. That's what, yeah. The like government you, with the mask. Yeah. When you talked about it, like, uh, or, you know, LA in next month. Right. But, uh, yeah. LA <laughs> Sunday, tomorrow. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, if you're in that area, all these spots are, are worth a visit. So and I don't know if I updated it with Christopher Reeves' house or not yet. I know I went there on my last trip up north, but. Um, When's the anniversary of this film? I'm sure you know off the top of your head. I do not know. <laughs> Village of the Dam, that's my, uh, my go to. It's still a, um, it's still a thrill at times to watch it. So, uh, the cemetery is just a probably a half mile away from Stu's house in Scream. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. It's kind of almost catty corner. You know, uh, I've been getting the itch, a mile or so. The itch. I'm gonna have to check that out. I've been getting the itch to watch Scream again lately. You know how you get those itches where you're like, I haven't seen it in a while. I think I'm gonna fire it up. Yeah. Well, see after you watch um, Fear Street. Fear Street. See if it. You might have felt like, well, I just watched Scream. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just watched this. Uh, I just saw Goodfellas and turning off Casino. Um, Fear Street's good, though. Um, something I'm looking forward to, but you weren't uh, impressed with it. Uh, well, not like others, but... I, but it's I, a bomb. Yeah. yeah. Christy wow. Alley, when she was still an actress. Yep. Christy, before she went nuts, nutso. <laughs> before she crossed over. What was her role in this? She was like a veterinarian or something? She was the doctor, the, the chain smoking doctor. Right, that's uh, right. That may no have been nonsense. in on, yeah, yeah. So um, I just remember she was, uh, she was chain smoking very expensive cigarettes, I remember. Yeah, I think they were like Benson and Hedges or something. Yeah, so now it's a veterinarian, I think, or maybe not, I can't remember, but. Oh, okay. Um, drew it all. You have quite the extensive uh, set location here i went location. to a lot yeah so it's this barn is not too far from uh, one of the major fog locations oh cool a lot of it still looks the same which is nice yes same same pickup truck <laughs> <laughs> there it is oh no <laughs> no no they they upgraded so. no i know but still you're getting these these white pickup trucks just yeah <laughs> Just by accident. I think they built on the school. I, think this, I remember the school being a little bit bigger or something. They, they, had, they added builders or something, so I couldn't always get the same exact Yeah, uh, but, shots, but you, you but, did match it up, though, yeah. as far as you know the buildings. Yeah. So I think I now I look back, I think I did a pretty extensive uh, 
No, you did. I covered this film. We're only so. halfway down the page. You did a great job. Yeah. I but think the signs that, are still uh, the same. They do. They do. It's still, uh, well, Shada Chevrolet is now Shada's Garage. Gotcha. Cheetah's still in town, though. I like it. The mid oh, the old Midwich Clinic. I think I had my <laughs> finger treated there last week. Midwich Clinic. <laughs> These little kids. The scene was always creepy to me in Village of the Damned with the janitor, like tries to kill them and stuff, and the kids get it. And I always, even as a kid, I thought, just play dumb, man. Just play like you don't care. Yeah. And like run up behind him and like hit him in the head. They'll never get you. But they will. They will. Oh, that all that's like that's Madonna who's that girl hair they all got going. <laughs> <laughs> the over platinum blonde. Maybe maybe that's the thing. They all saw who's that girl too many times. Hey, did you cover <laughs> uh Papa Don't Preach video in your site? Um in Brooklyn? I did, but I used Brian's pictures from real to real locations. Oh, okay. Because he he went and visited all those spots. Got it. Yeah, I watched that video recently. I went down to Madonna Wormhole the other night and I recognized actually some of those places from New York, from Brooklyn. Nice. And, uh, um, I, I figured you, you, yeah. So there you go. You did. Speaking of Diane, Diane, Danny Aiello was at one of my confessions tour concerts in Miami. Oh really? Yeah, I saw oh, him cool. after after the show. So him and uh, Gloria Estefan was there, and oh nice, uh, Ricky, Ricky uh, Martin. Uh, yeah, he was across from me. Oh wow! On the, across the uh, across the catwalk. Was he living La Vida Loca? He was. He was having a good time that night. So actually, they all were. I mean, it, the Confessions Tour that. was a great a great show. You can't go wrong with it. What year was the, the was the Pleasure Tour? Confessions Tour. Confessions Tour. Uh, Two thousand six. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Her energy was uh, good on that one. She, she was still going. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't perform Material Girl though live. Not that one, I think. Let me think. I don't think so. I think the previous tour she did, but on know the this. guitar. I have to think about it. I should just know. I know. What kind of Madonna fan <laughs> am I? What? But, uh, <laughs> I said to the listeners, I said to Robert the other day, you know, only boys who save their pennies make their rainy, make rainy Madonna's day. rainy day. And Robert said, I think I put at least one of her kids through college, which you probably have. I assume so. I've seen I think what, so. 64 shows. I mean... Yeah, no, she's that's not, that, she's that's not tuition. cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Confessions tour was that one of the better ones that you've seen? Like, if you were to rate them, yeah. So I think uh, she. It was kind of the pinnacle. Of people, I mean, she would sell out shows uh, or arenas, and uh, had had a great opening. Had a great energy throughout. It was very disco-ish. Uh, so that was one of her more popular albums. So yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. I, I went to opening night in L.A at the forum oh wow was that crazy it was in, in an la sort of way so <laughs> like everybody and anybody came out that could. yeah so one everyone i can see opening it was like half people that were super excited jazz to see madonna opening night and the other half as la people because it was friday uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> friday yeah um, and I think I know I've said this before. I was like so excited because I'd heard about the forum. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to be at the forum. And my friend is like, uh, don't get too excited. I'm like, really? I'm like, I've seen the, and they're like, yeah. And I remember I walked in, I was like, what is this, the Ambassador Hotel? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dated facility. It was dated. So this was before they even did renovations. And the renovations that they did a few years ago were obviously. They did the best they could, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's kind of like the USC Stadium or the Coliseum. It's like very historical for concerts and 
whatever, but they update them like every 20 years, but you, it's, you're still updating like, you know, something that just needs to get knocked down. Yeah, they, they could do much better there. So that's a cool show, though. Was she late for the show? Or was she on time? Um, not as late as she used to be. And it was like opening night. So I think, yeah, ticket time's always eight. She probably went on, if I remember, like probably 930 or something like that. So not, yeah. not too late for Madonna. There's no opening. There's no air conditioning. It's just sitting around waiting for Madonna. But She doesn't have oh, any opening acts? Oh, no. Uh, well, sometimes she does a, um, has a DJ or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but not not nothing uh too musical more uh too often but usually i mean the adrenaline is is so high on yeah. uh the first night because nobody knows what's going to happen i mean there's there's a few leaks here and there um but you're just excited to see the show for the first time i i i think that's that's a good time to see it i've always thought the opening night and the closing night of a tour are like the best um i've seen you two on both or i've seen oasis on I forget. I've seen a few on each, but opening night, you're still figuring out the kinks and mm-hmm. what works. And like, it's, it's kind of like interesting. And the closing night, it's a lot of, we have it nailed and we don't really care anymore. So we're just going to have fun. <laughs> so you're just playing like anything. And it's kind of like, it's interesting, but that's cool. You got to see her on the opening night. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think I flew in, flew out just for, I think it was only there for like 20 hours. Oh, wow. You really yeah. did shoot I, in and out. I was a Madonna fan that I, I had to go, had to go do it. I think you you should f- take pictures of her house the next time you're in LA. I well, that's a gated community, but here we go. Is that the Confessions tour? This is the Confessions tour. Oh, that's a great tattoo. Yeah. What's, what's underneath it? I can't see it. Uh, Sticky oh, that's make tour. Oh, nice. Rebel Heart. Rebel Hearts. I think Rebel Hearts has the coolest logo for all the tours. Do you agree? It had no. <laughs> no. Well, what was that thing you just had on there? Well, it was just it was just this. Oh, it's, it looks cool. It's her handwriting. So I think everybody's favorite was a reinvention tour. Oh yeah, that is cool. It had one of the better logos. Oh yeah. There's MDNA. Madam X. Oh yeah, that's a cool one. Yeah. I think Madam X should have been on your back the entire uh, back. Well it used to be I would wear they had to be on because then I would I'd wear sleeveless so everybody could see my tattoos and yeah. I didn't do that this last tour. <laughs> Do you go with the, do you get your tattoos there because you can cover them up if you have to be in like a work setting or something? Uh, yeah, work doesn't care, I don't think, but uh Yeah. Uh just well, I just got the first one just cuz I was, I wanted to see commemorate seeing Madonna finally after years of wanting to. Oh, that's a that's and a then, special time. Yeah, and then start getting one for each tour. <laughs> Not know how many tours she would go on, but She's going to go on a few adding. more, I would think. I think so. I, I think, I mean, I think she's, she enjoys that interaction. I know when we were previously talking to um, the children's book author about the same thing, the energy he puts out first and the energy you get back, you just, you, you can't do that through a screen or no. shooting a movie or anything like that. No, it's, there's nothing better than performing live. Well, I think that's going to be our show, Robert. That's good for you. Yes. Please uh, tweet us at the underscore podcast. To listen to the shows for all, all for free. Blah, 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 blah. Start that again. Listen to all the shows for free everywhere that they host podcasts. And please check out Robert's work at set-jetter.com as well as on Instagram at the underscore set-jetter. Robert Patterson, this was a great 1995 show. And thank you to all the listeners. We will see you on the set. Good night, everybody. Here's the story. 
of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. All of them had hair of gold, like their mother, the youngest one in curls. It's a story of a man named Brady who was busy with three boys of his own. They were four men living all together, yet they were all Somehow form a family That's the way we all became The Brady Bunch The Brady Bunch 